Well, welcome everybody. I am going to wait a minute for a few more people to come on. See somebody's coming on Zoom. Encourage all of you to join me on Zoom if you can, because obviously that's the place where we get live interaction face to face. Uh, good to see you there, Martha. Glad you're on here. I'm um, going to wait for a few more people to come on. And let's see. 
I'm checking other places. By the way, if any of you want to go to our website, you can actually go to our website. And on our website, it says KT Shows. And if you click on that right now, it shows you what's actually playing live right now. And um, that would be this show right here where it's come to the table. It's all about the sons of the one table coming together to have discussions on topics that um, will uh, basically... Um, might might be a little challenging for some people, but just encourage you to come and share. We're not here to push away or to lock down or to push out, you know, any one particular point of view, but rather to hear it out and to ask questions and maybe get to the bottom of things. But also not here to win arguments. So uh, uh, if you feel like you have to win an argument, just consider yourself a winner already, and <laughs> we don't need to don't need to even go there. So. Um, Let's see. I'm checking to see who else we have on and what we've got going here. And uh, so, again, you can join us on YouTube or Facebook. And um, we'll see who's... See, we've got about... Well, I've got a few people anyway. Ten people watching on, on YouTube and uh, somebody on Facebook. So... I'm going to go ahead and get started, and if anybody would like to uh, join us on Zoom again and ask your questions, usually it seems like it takes about 20 to 30 minutes before we actually start getting into the actual um, uh, topics uh, or get people to come on and have discussions. But So Martha, you're on here. Do you Just give me a, a thumbs up if you have a question you'd like to come up with with right out of the gate. Do you have a question for me? Um, I think I'll let the topic flow today before and see, like, I don't want to be the one uh, making the conversation go and you understand, right? Yeah, but there will be other people that are going to come on. In fact, I see a couple other people coming on right now. Um, so, you know, I encourage you to go ahead and ask your question and we will go with the flow of that until other people come on. But the topic today is oneness. And actually, I just realized that uh, I've got the wrong title up here above me. So I'm going to switch that while we're on the fly here. But it's actually oneness. What, how, what, what is the power and the importance of oneness? And I got a couple things I can share, but let's, let's go ahead and see what your question is. Here's your question. Yeah, then I'm going to get the reputation that every week I come with something I heard on Sunday I disagree with. And I got the message loud and clear that you, well, okay, I know you do both. You're open to people coming with opinions, but I don't know if you want someone every week bringing something that they struggle with from what they heard the previous Sunday. You know what? It's perfectly fine because uh, there's there's no, um, you know, there, we, we don't do anything along the lines of uh, that's a bad question or you know it's it's all good so just go ahead and share it and okay. that's the, that again is the point of the table is that uh, it's okay to bring things to the table that you struggle with or disagree with um, you know but when we disagree just to disagree that you know then why are we then you do have to ask you know why do we bring it up if you're just, if someone just wants to disagree and that and they're settled in that 
then it's what's the point of the discussion. But if you are open to conversation about it, that's what we're looking for. And I, and I think you are. You've been very open about the things. So I appreciate your questions. So uh, go ahead. Okay. I love the whole idea about falling in love with Jesus, God, Holy Spirit. And if later on you need somebody to talk a lot, I have an amazing story from my early 30s about falling in love with Jesus. But like, I don't want to take the time to tell it now. The question was when Catherine said that now that she's in love with God, she submits to God and God submits to her. And I mean, the idea of God submitting to us like is so beyond my ability to want to agree with that that's I, I and like I said I don't want to come here every Sunday and no, say this is what I heard last question. Sunday that oh okay thanks <laughs> <laughs> it's a very good question so here's some things that I would just uh point point out um that I think are important for us to just ponder okay so Again, we're not on here. I'm not trying to change your mind to, to get you to believe one way or the other. But I can share with you the things that have set me free, the things that have brought life to me and, and to many others. As we've shared this with many others, they, they get it too. Uh, but at the same time, there's some people that, you know, it just doesn't resonate with them. And, and they're happy with where they're at. And it's totally fine. So whether this works for you or not, it, you know, it, it's totally fine. It, the fact is... We are all on the journey to understand who we are and to have a relationship with God. And that's what's important. So um, one of the things I would point out, and you just have to think about it for a second, ponder it and let me know if you uh, agree with this. But do you feel like it's easy to have an intimate relationship with um, your, your cat or your dog, uh, you know, in terms of a two-way relationship? Um or even an ant, you know, can you have an intimate relationship, a truly two-way intimate relationship with an ant, a dog, a cat, or someone who you feel is inferior to you? Okay, Gil, I know that last week you pointed out my cat, so I, I ah. feel like you're, <laughs> I oh, even, you, you I mean, was... you didn't, I thought for sure he, he's remembering that last week he made a comment about my I cat. I actually didn't, but now I see your cat in the background. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, I mean, I, I love my cat. I, I think, I don't know. No, when you said you like my cat, I didn't say anything. It was on the Ultimate Impact Saturday morning where I mentioned my cat. But yeah, no, I mean, I love my cat to pieces. So that's my answer to your question. <laughs> But I, I guess what I'm asking is, is I, well, here, I'll just say, I don't believe personally that you can have an intimate two-way relationship with a cat, a dog, an animal, nor can you really have a real two-way intimate relationship with someone you feel is inferior to you. You know, it's not a true intimacy. Yes, you may have affection, you may have love for that person or that, that animal, but as far as it being a two-way intimate relationship, and I know some people are going to, you know, get this, uh, and, and, and it may, may not work for some, but that's the whole thing. When we're talking about having an intimate relationship, you have to have two people who believe in the equality of one another. And so Father believes in our equality. Jesus believes in our equality. Jesus, you know, um, let's see here. I had a verse up uh, that I was just looking at. This is a Philippians 2, verse 6 that Jesus, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing to become, take on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. 
Um, so he did not hold that as something that was uh, too good to, you know, he, he didn't place his godlikeness so far above humanity that he, w- he wasn't willing to come to that level. And so, and then he also says to us that greater things will we do than even he did. So that sounds to me like he's putting us on a level that's closer to him. He said toward the end of his ministry, he says, I no longer call you servants, I call you friends. Again, that's an equality thing where he's bringing us to the same level. So trying to get us to understand who we truly are, because if we are in Christ or in Father through Christ, are we not in him as equal in the sense that why would he bring something into him that is you know so far below him that it would make him dirty and yucky and make him unclean? I don't think he does that. So part of what uh, learning our identity and understanding who we really are is understanding who we are in him, that he created us in his image so that we could have intimate relationship with him. I don't think it was ever his intent to make us lower than, you know, make us so low that, you know, we, he'd be stooping and, you know, be like, you know, that's so, so far below me that I don't want to, I want I don't want to go there, but rather that the father loves us and he is so secure in who he is that he can look at us in, in a form of equality in the sense that we can be one with him. Again, that intimacy can't really happen when we don't have an understanding that we are, you know, of, of equal value to one another. So I yeah, don't know was, if that helps. It, it, no, it wasn't the word equal. It was when she said that God submits to her. Because when someone submits to you, they're putting themselves, like, that's putting her above God. That's the part I had trouble with. Yeah. Well, not equal. Uh, not equal. It's that, that God submits to her. That part is and I'm, part I'm sure if she were on here, actually, are you on our um, KT community? Are you on that? On our on uh, through our website, the KT community. I I might be. Yeah, if you are, you you can join the Sunday after the the after meeting. Oh yeah, that yeah, that's have. where that's where I think she said it. Because yes, I was okay. on that Zoom. Yeah. Okay, because I felt I watched that afterwards, and uh, I felt like she did a good job of bringing a, a level of understanding to the, the fact that, uh, you know, that submission, when we look at a husband and a wife scenario, it's out of honor. You know, it's out of honor that we submit to one another. You know, if there's one that is higher than the other, well, number one, you're probably not having a great marriage because someone thinks they're better than the other one. <laughs> and that can be very challenging to have a great marriage when, you know, one person thinks they're better than the other. And so they're just kind of helping the other, you know, along. That's not the relationship we're looking for. And I don't think that's what the father's looking for. And that in the arena of I'm going to honor you and listen to you. I, I think it's very clear in Scripture that our prayers and and our desires sometimes sway God to even look at things differently or change his mind about a situation. I mean, why did Abraham, you know, go through with the angel over and over and over? You know, but what about how about if there's 30? How about if there's 20? How about if there's 10? You know, and that they that we we are able because they are so in love with us, the Godhead that they are willing to be swayed by us. And if they weren't, then is that really love? If I'm so high, far above everything else that I have created, that nothing affects me, then their love toward me is like, yeah, it's 
whatever, <laughs> versus actually being affected by it. I mean, the Song of Solomon, I mean, God is definitely affected by our love. And it's really hard to be affected by the love of someone else. Homage, maybe, you know, it's like, you know, worship me. Yes, but if you want true love where there are choices and people have the choice to either say, I, I really want to love and honor you and bless you, I think Father does that. And so when, when I think when Catherine is saying that, that he submits to her, that he's making himself vulnerable to her and he makes himself vulnerable to each and every one of us, that we, when we begin to mature and step into that place of um, understanding who we are, because the, the problem is we have been pushed down by so many uh, you know, church thoughts and so forth that we have a conception of ourselves that is so less than, like we're dirt, like we're worms, then, you know, and yet Father created us in his own image. It's like, hmm, what is, which is it? Or am I a worm or am I in his image? And when we go back and look at the context of these scriptures, we can see that there's a lot more going on in the context and that overall through the Bible, through scripture, it is true. He has desired us to enter into a relationship with him that reflects and looks more like a marriage than it does a human being stepping on a worm. <laughs> well, Gil, the thing that's drawn me the most to your kingdom talks is your own story that you said you hated yourself till you were 50. And ever since I've started watching you, I see such incredible love pouring through you. So I'm, I'm going to keep coming back because I want what you've got. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, and it has been such a tremendous, you know, blessing, but it's been a transformation and a transfiguration of my own mind and my thoughts because I really did not think of myself at all the way that God thought of me, because God loves you. You know, Martha, he, he loves you so dearly and so desperately that he gave his life for you. So that, that should be the starting point of, okay, let me readjust all my thinking to the fact that he loved me so much, he was willing to die for me and he did die for me. And then starting there and just realizing, wait a minute, you know, and he's given us this life to enjoy. Does it have its challenges? Yes, the challenges help us grow. The challenges help us uh, grow in character and, and mature. Uh, and some of those challenges can be downright, you know, awful in our own opinion, in our own eyes. But at the same time, they are all the experience of life and that Father's really calling us to enjoy life, enjoy the journey, because it's a blessing. This life is such a blessing. And when we begin to understand who we truly are in Him, that's when uh, I think things began to change for me is, is just understanding that he loves me dearly and that I could get to the point where I love myself as he loves me. I tell you, if someone comes along and they're so full of themselves and so full of love for themselves that they are arrogant and have no humility, that's not the love of God. That's not, that's not receiving it from the love of the Father. Because when you get it from the love of the Father, you realize wow, I have nothing to prove. I don't have to prove myself to anybody. He loves me. The creator of the universe loves me the way I am. He loves me dearly. And I can walk in that with confidence. And I can begin to love myself the way he has loved me. And know that, yeah, I got some rough edges to work off of, you know, work off of me. But at the same time, I am his beloved. And he created me in his image. 
And so it is a it is a beautiful thing, and it it is a transformation process that that does take that can take some time. Uh, generally, it's going to take a little time, but uh, I, I'm so glad to see your face on here every week. I, I love it. So I'm, I'm glad you keep coming back. Just keep coming back. And that's the thing, you know, if you know there's something there and what I sense is you feel it in your spirit, but it's colliding with your theology and everything you've been told and taught. And uh, eventually you'll get through this and you'll realize what's important is what Father's doing inside of you because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Nothing can change that. <laughs> Anyone else? Um, uh, hi, hi Margaret. I feel very embarrassed about talking publicly. <laughs> Here I am in my kitchen. I'm in my apron cooking. But um, when, when you were talking about this on Sunday, I just, I think I might have put it in the messages. I thought, um, when we really get hold of this and we when we just even just walk around wherever we go and and we we know that um we have that sort of relationship with god and how he sees us how much more is that going to bring forth um restoration into the world you know does that start reflecting you know off us um, Margaret, you sent me an email, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I loved your email. I actually didn't get a chance to read it until just before coming on the show. And it's like the topics you brought up are so, so right on that we will we will definitely get to, you know, a lot of those subjects. Um, but, um, you know, I, I just want to say that, well... <laughs> Actually, ask your question one more time, because honestly, I got so I'm like, wait a minute, she's the one that sent the email. Let me, I'm putting two to two together here. <laughs> well, it wasn't well, it was it wasn't even really a question that I just put to you now, but sort of a question, but a statement. You know, when we really get hold of that, um, and we, how much more is that going to? reflect off us and and bring about restoration because i i keep asking the questions you know how how does restoration come about and from us personally and it's just there's just so much there's just well, so I, much. yeah i think you are on to something very 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 powerful because honestly there can't be restoration restoration power is not going to flow through us until we are restored and we won't be restored until we fully understand who we are in Christ and that when we begin to love ourselves as he loves us that is the beginning of the restoration process the next stage is going to be full of people that have learned to love themselves well and that in that process, I believe Father will begin to pour out and pour into his people, those who are have their identity in him. And again, this goes back to what I said last week, that when we have gotten our, our identity, our mistaken identity from what the church has taught us or what others have taught us or from what people have said to us and that we, you know, we don't know who we are and our belief system is actually in something else, 
that as soon as someone starts to pull away the doctrines that we have so held tight, you know, held so tightly to, that it's going to shake our world. Mm-hmm. But it's a great sign to indicate, wow, I need to do more work with the Father to get my identity in Him versus in that thing that I was believing in, which is now being shaken. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, do, do I have beliefs? Absolutely. But I hold them all loosely because I know that I've been wrong in the past. Therefore, I know that I can still be wrong in the future. I can be wrong right now in what I believe. That's why we don't tell anybody that they have to believe the way we believe. We each have our path and our journey. But yes, the restoration process is going to start with us. And we have to be restored first. We have to be restored to mature sons that look like Jesus that have his power and authority. But that power and authority is not going to be poured into us if we have our identity in something else. Because as soon as we get triggered, when someone pulls on that other thing that we're believing in and we get all defensive, well, it would be dangerous for us to have all power and authority if we're still getting triggered. In Christ, when we reach that place of our fullness in him, there is no offense. There are no triggers once we get fully into Christ. But um, I, I think we probably have a long ways to go, but I believe that we're on a faster track than we used to be. And I'm a lot more hopeful than I used to be as well. Even though all the chaos is going on around us, you know, with everything, the craziness, that's simply the the harvest. It's the fruit of the good and the bad coming forth. And as we, uh, as we you know, rest in him and continue to trust in him and his work in us that he's going to bring our fruit forward that you know hey we're in the harvest time so that gives me hope that we are closer and closer to actually stepping into the fullness of who we are but i i i don't believe we're there yet in our perfected self that other side of the coin yes we are there but having it fulfilled in this body in this realm is the process it's the other side of that coin it's the process that we go through with father to build character but definitely believe i'm i'm right with you that we need restoration in our own bodies in our own thought process more our thought process first because it's got to start our 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 thoughts and, and so our our soul has to come into alignment with our spirit of who we are and once that alignment is done, I believe that will begin to align our body. And then once the body's aligned and we have the fullness of who we are in Christ, then we're in a place where we can begin the restoration of all things around us. Now, can we start that beforehand? I think we can. I think Father will give us some authority in some areas. Uh, and, and obviously, you know, we can do by, by you know, not throwing garbage in the lakes, in the wa- you know, in the, in the water system. Not Just little things like that that we can begin with. But uh, I think that shows that we have an attitude that we actually want to see restoration happen. We want to work with nature. So long-winded answer. <laughs> oh, thank you. But, but I, I've, I have your questions all on our suggested topics list because they're, they're very good ones. And I appreciate you coming on and sharing, sharing one of them. But again, you know, one of the things I said I wasn't going to do today, and I've already done it, <laughs> was that I don't want to be the answer man. I, I want the body to come together and share what you have. So if anyone else has something to say on this, I would love to hear what else you have to say. And, and Margaret, you, you've obviously thought this through a little bit. So if you have more to add, I'd love to hear it. 
No, it's all good. I'll just listen. You're doing a great <laughs> job. <laughs> Love all it. All right, all right. Anyone else? And it doesn't have to be along the same question, but I, I, I am looking for the, the power of oneness and what what you think of it. What do you, how do you think it uh, affects our lives and how important is it? I see, uh, hi Brandon, see you on uh, YouTube and inviting some others. Paulina, Maxine, good to see you guys. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if this goes along with oneness, but it might. Everyone, well, not everyone, there's a lot of people that will make a statement or get some type of a revelation and someone will say, well, show me where that's at in the word. And I, I understand that they're trying to be one with God, make sure that everything, like you said, is lined up. But there's no place that the Bible says to confirm anything by his word. I've looked. I have, have looked. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to be argumentative, but, you know. No, that's a, that's a very good point. Um, so one of the things, I want to be careful here, because I know that a lot of people are, are very, very, very um, attached to, and I'm, actually, I'm surprised I don't have a Bible sitting here. I usually have my Bible sitting here. Um <laughs> I was going to hold it up and, you know, and, and just point out that this word, this uh, Bible that we that we have is powerful. It is divine. It is I, I believe it is a you know, it is a word of God. Is it the only word of God? Well, if that's the case, then, um, you know, there's a lot of things that shouldn't exist because, uh, you know, it's not in the Bible. And there, there's just a lot of things that uh, we have to understand that. When we're looking at the Bible, there are truth. There is truth, which is eternal. There is righteousness, which I believe is more connected with our social uh, acceptance of what's right in our culture. And then there's goodness, which is also more about me and my opinion and what I like and what I dislike. Um, we get those mixed up. Sometimes our discernment of what's truth, uh, we what we think is even what's we take what's good, what we think is good. And we want to make it truth and make it eternal, make it something that everybody, we think everybody should line up with what I think. I think green is the best color in the world. So everybody should think green is the best color in the world. That's not a truth. That is not a, that is not an eternal truth. That's my opinion and my, you know, my, what I like. Um, when we look at scripture, I'm sorry, but you're going to find some of the same things in scripture. I don't think, you know, when people really start digging in, if you, if you really want to go down this road, and I'm not going to go down it today, but um, slavery. Slavery is talked about in the Bible. It's uh, considered an okay, and in some cases you might even say it's written about as if it's a good thing. And yet today we would say, well, no, we know better than that. That is not a good thing. You know, slavery is not a good thing. And yet in the you know early 1800s, um, there were pastors and preachers that were using the Bible to justify slavery uh, in America. And, and we look back at that and we think, how ridiculous. And yet it's in the Bible. And it was used, you know, 
preachers had these great sermons they considered them you know back then that taught how important slavery was and how good it was and it's just like we know now that that's not true so are there areas in scripture that might have been more cultural than they were in an eternal truth uh i would say yes and and we could go down this road for a very long while there's there's a whole other group of people, you know, you would call them preterists. Preterists believe that the entire Bible has already been fulfilled and that basically, you know, even Revelation is not looking at uh, us, you know, it's in today's uh, world anymore as having anything uh, from the Bible that would still be in the future. And they have some good points there. So it's, I think it's wise for us to take that and understand that, number one, we've come to a place, I think, where we believe that uh, there needs to not be a separation between what we've called sacred and uh, secular. We have tried to make this division that, hey, my whole week, I live that at work and I do whatever I want to do. That's my, that's my secular week. Come Sunday, now it's sacred. Now everything we do this morning, especially Sunday morning, this is sacred. And then once that's done, back to the secular. And we divide our lives up that way, thinking that that's what God approves of. And honestly, I don't think that's it at all. Honestly, everything should be sacred. And if it's not fitting into the sacred realm, then it probably shouldn't be fitting into your life at all. We need to be living our lives as Father would guide us and as the divine would lead us, that we want to be in a, in a realm where... We're not having to deal with darkness. We're not d inviting dark entities, you know, Satan and, you know, all of his minions into our lives because we're engaging with something that's outside of the divine, outside of the sacred. And, and we're just opening up ourselves to that. And then come Sunday, oh, we're back to the sacred. <laughs> so we have to understand that even science, science is simply looking at God in a different way. Now, a lot of the scientists won't admit that, won't say that. But I believe that when we begin looking at everything as sacred, I love looking at the scientific discoveries today. It's very exciting to see what is coming up and what's coming out of science. Uh, some of it not so good, but a lot of it is very, very intriguing. And it's all stuff that God created. And they're just simply finding it and beginning to, to prove it uh, through their scientific methods. To me, that's just as sacred as having an incension and getting a download of revelation from God in that way. Scientists are kind of getting a download of revelation through their experiments. And it's all showing us and guiding us and taking us closer to Father if we will allow it and not say, well, that's science, that's evil, we're not going there. I don't believe that. We need to understand that there's life itself is sacred. And so just because we can't find it in the Bible doesn't mean it's not good. And it doesn't mean that it's not something God is doing. We need to kind of expand our, our understanding and have a, a, a real-time relationship with God that's not stuck in words that were written, you know, two or three thousand years ago. I'm not just, I'm not saying, you know, ditch any of that, but I'm just saying there is so much more. God's still alive. He really is. And if he is, let's listen to see what he's doing today and not base everything that we do on what was done two or 3,000 years ago. So, so again, another long answer. I'm so sorry. Anybody else got anything they want to add to that? 
Do you think that maybe the the reason sometimes God does confirm things through his word or gives somebody, well, I've got to have a confirmation is because that's the desire of their heart to begin with. And that's what they're looking for. That's the answer that they want. And, yeah. you know, and, and is that like um, God speaks to the people through the idols of their heart? It absolutely can be. I mean, there's, you know, and we don't want to be judgmental, uh, you know, toward all these, you know, people that are there, you know, they're actually searching, they're looking. Um, and some of them, it kind of goes back to our whole desire as human beings for certainty. You know, we've got to have, uh, you know, generally what we're looking for is we want to find the certainty in something so that we can have control over a situation. Because if we know that these certain things will happen if we do these certain things, then now we got a pattern that we can rely on and have control over that situation because of that certainty. And so what people have done is they've taken the Bible and they've made it their certainty, which is good. You know, I wouldn't say there's anything wrong with that unless you're trying to prove something like slavery or something else that we know is not, not necessarily uh, a good thing, but it was tolerated at the time. So we do need to be careful that we we don't place all of our hope and expectations and understandings strictly on scripture alone because if we do then we have no guidelines we have no we have nothing to tell us what to do with technology today because technology you know the cars and the phones and the computers and everything that we have today are not in the bible and if you only go by what's in the bible you're going to be at a loss because the Bible does not address these specific things. It does address principles that we can go by, which, you know, that's obviously good, but you're not going to find it specifically noted that it's okay to have a cell phone or it's okay to ride in a car or drive a car. <laughs> We're not going to find any of that. And if that's what somebody's looking for, um, they're, they're, they're again stuck in that past versus realizing God's alive today and he's still got good uh, guidance for us today. And we can go to him in the spirit and ask him these things. We don't have to, um, uh, you know, if we can't find it in the Bible, we don't have to throw it out. So I don't know if that helps, but anyone else? Come on. Somebody else has got to have some more to add. Uh, on Facebook, YouTube, I'm, I'm looking at some of the questions here. Uh, Majana says, God is so awesome. He's doing so much in this, in this transition. Thank you so much. I'm catching more than I necessarily understand. Sunday, Wednesday were really good. Awesome. Thank you, Lajana. Uh, so yeah, Facebook, YouTube, write uh, your questions down or your comments. And then uh, on Zoom, hop on in here, share share your thoughts. Hey, Rockos, haven't seen you in a long time, man. <laughs> good to see you. Anyone else? The power of oneness. I'd like to hear some comments on what I shared at the beginning because uh, it's really hard for a lot of people to grasp the idea of of um, equality with God in that, you know, he's asking for this extremely intimate relationship. And, um, you know, it's it's not... Um, it's it, as far as we know as human beings, it's really hard, if not impossible, to have an intimate relationship with somebody you think less than. 
So, um, anyone got a comment on that? Hey, Gil. Yeah, go ahead, Paulina. Okay, on Sunday, I loved the whole topic of being intimate with God beyond my father, now my beloved. <clears throat> I want that so bad, but let's go back fundamentally. I don't know how to do that. Where I know her experience was she desired it, she prayed, and it happened. Is that how it happens? I mean, I want that beloved intimacy, but I, I don't know how to get there. You know, I one of the things I would suggest is taking her course because she's going to go through that and teach it, uh, you know, to the best of her ability. And I, I'm I have a different approach, you know, and she I don't know if you joined the conversation after the the Sunday gathering, but um, you can actually go into uh, Kingdom Talks community. Uh, you know, it's, it's free there. So you can go in there and anybody else that's watching or listening could go in there sign up for it and get into that group. It's the after Sunday zoom group. And she went on for another hour sharing with people and taking questions. And so, um, that would be really valuable. But, uh, you know, one of the things that I, well, let me go back to what she had said, because we have an understanding of Holy spirit as feminine and we've referred to that as mother. And so for a lot of the guys, it's been a little more challenging to think of this, you know, this romance with uh, another male entity. Uh, but if you begin to understand that, you know, Holy Spirit is is feminine, which there's plenty of evidence of that in Scripture. If you look at the Hebrew, um, so that makes it that can make it a little easier for a guy if, if a guy wants to enter into that. And we're not talking about physical, physical, sexual stuff. We're talking about the intimacy of just, you know, Love heart it. to heart. Yeah. And and so one of the things that I've I've felt like and I've been on this journey for a while already. Remember, it's a tool. OK, remember that that God is so far above and beyond anything and any model that he's sharing with us. He's giving us models of a father, son, and, and Holy Spirit, a mother. He's giving us all these models in order for us to relate. Because honestly, I don't know that we know how to relate to him because he is he is everything. I mean, E equals MC squared, you know. That is uh, Einstein's formula that, that proves that everything that has mass, has that any matter, is energy. Everything is energy. And when it talks about God as light, that is energy. It says God is love. I'm equating love and energy to the same thing. And God is spirit. I'm equating God and you know spirit, light, energy, love. I'm equating all these as one. That's who he is and what he is. I don't know how to relate to that. But all I know is there's a spiritual yearning. I want to be one. I want to understand him, her. I want to understand God as deeply as possible. And so for me, when I've, you know, in my own encounters with Father, um, it's been more of a let's unite together. 
It's not been a romance, but it's been an intimate encounter, engagement of becoming one. And you don't become one with someone that is, you know, less than. Again, you know, um, you know, in some ways you can, but it's still a one-sided relationship. If I really love my cat so much that I want to become one with it, and I have a cat, and I do love my cat, and I, if I really want to just, you know, hug that thing and become one with it, it's still a one-sided relationship. The cat doesn't get it. The cat isn't trying to engage with me in the same way. So um, it has to be an equality. And so when I'm engaging with Father, he is not offended to where in the past we would have been taught, oh, that's blasphemy to think of yourself as equal with God. I've, you know, I've come to the point where I say, I am. I am. God says I am. I am everything he is because I'm in him. So I have access to everything he is. But I'm not him. But I am, I am me, and I am part of him, just as you are part of him. And we are all equal parts of him that he loves to engage with. And we can't do that unless we fully understand who we are. Yeah. And, and I wouldn't say fully, but as we're growing in our understanding of who we are, we're becoming more and more and more intimate and deep with him. And that, to me, is equivalent to that marriage that she's talking about. But it, like she said, it's all through the Bible that Father's intent was to have this relationship where it was a marriage of two becoming one. That, to me, is the, the point, is two becoming one. So working on it. We all are. <laughs> we all are. Anyone else? Love to hear your questions. Let's see. I've got... Uh, yeah, there's... Yeah. Somebody pointed out there's a free section of Kingdom Talks to join. If you go on our Kingdom Talks, it's right here at the bottom of the screen. Let me point in the right direction, down over there. It says KingdomTalksMedia.com. If you go there, there's a button that says KT Community. Click on that and just sign up. It's free. Sign up and it'll get you into our KT Community. It's kind of like a Facebook, but we've got over a thousand people on there that are engaging and sharing their hearts without being afraid of what somebody might censor or whatever. So um, feel free to come on there. And then when you click on the three little uh, lines up in the upper right-hand corner, um, it will give you the, the group. You know, there's groups, there's topics, there's members. And you click on the groups, and then you'll find the group that we're talking about, which is the Sunday uh, after uh, the, the Zoom that comes on Sunday after the initial gathering. All right. So um, let's see. Clinton says, intimacy is open your heart. For all that is needed. Amen. Connor, I guess my question has been, what does it mean to be made in his image if these things are just for humans? Uh, that is a good question. And again, questions are welcome, but also I'm open to your thoughts as well. I, I would love to hear what you think about some of this stuff. What does it mean to be made in his image? You know, there's a lot of different people that have uh, different ideas, but the Hebrew word and I don't recall what the Hebrew word is, but it has more the connotation of it's a reflection. Uh, it's a carbon copy. Uh, so in other words, this is something that is really, really, really close to his, who he is. And that we would have the ability to think about what we're thinking about. And not just to think about something, but to actually think and be aware that we're thinking about something. And to actually contemplate that. And that I can contemplate my existence. I can contemplate who God is. Um, these are things that, you know, some of the things that separate us out from um, 
you know, the animal kingdom and the plant kingdom. So uh, let's see what else is there. Lajana says, what you're saying is resonating. Father is doing many things and showing that he, showing in how I hear, how I speak, how I see. He seems to be upending lots of things and it's good. Yeah, the deconstruction process uh, can be a little bit of a struggle for people, but at the same time, most people are finding out that they're just getting set free, getting set free from the constructs of... Um, past things that we've been told we have to believe or, you know, told how we should think. And then I want to correct, I meant Sunday and yesterday. Yeah, yeah. That was Lajana. Thank you, Lajana. Anybody else? Facebook, YouTube, or Zoom? Comments or questions? Uh, again, the, uh, the, the table is meant to be something where you bring your thoughts. Maybe you feel like your thoughts are out in the left field somewhere. Uh, I want to hear them. Because if you think if you think that it's maybe something Father downloaded to you, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. We don't. We're not about um, you know pushing that stuff down and out of the way because it doesn't fit the paradigms we're used to. Let's let's talk. When Martha said um, submitting, having the Father submit to us, um, the thought came to me about Jesus submitting to the will of the Father. And he was submissive to his father, yet they are one. Very good. Very, very good. Yeah, I, I love that. Thank you. So that's the thing is, you know, that was Maxine uh, got a download and just shared it. And that's a very good point. Very good point. That Jesus came as a man and submitted himself to the father, even though as far as being God, being equal, he still submitted himself to the Father. See, Daniel Cook says, emanation, a part of him as a part of the whole. Daniel, if you're able to, and I know you may be not able to, but join us on uh, Facebook, and, or excuse me, on Zoom, and um, share with us some of your thoughts, because I know you've got thoughts on this. Anyone else? Power of oneness. Go ahead, Jill. You know, I I was just thinking about how we were made in his image. And um, it, it's really hard for me to wrap my mind around it, although um, I believe that what I'm about to say is true. Um, that Father has an uncountable, infinite, infinite amount of dimensions in him. And so if he has that, then so do we. I mean, that's the way I look at it. And all things I, I believe are in him. And so if all things are in him, then they're in us. And if all people are in him, <laughs> then they're all in us. They're Come all on. a part of us. So it's, I mean, it's, um, I really feel that it's true. I can't prove it except through experience, the things that I, you know, see in the spirit. But um, so it's exciting to think on these things, you know, um, can't explain it yet, but maybe someday we will, you know. And see, that's the, that's the, if I, if I have a frustrating thing along this journey, Jill, it's that we have so many things like you just shared, which I, I'm right with you. 
You know, the, the scriptures say that I'm in Christ, he's in me, and that we're all in the Father. And if we're all in the Father, then, uh, and, and he's in us, uh, you know, so we got a whole section in the Ultimate Impact where we teach about living from the inside out, understanding that he's already in us. Yeah. All of creation, you know, all it's the paradox. All of creation is in us, and yet we're in all of creation. It's It's the paradox. But the frustrating point for me is that we're still struggling to figure out and you know i want to rest in this so it's not a striving to figure yeah. out but we're all on the journey trying to figure out what does all this mean how does it work but it's part of the journey it's yeah. part of the joy of the journey and so i have to make sure i keep my frustration in check so that it doesn't become so uh you know uh, uh distracting to me that i'm forgetting the joy of the journey and not just enjoying the journey. So that that is one thing I think we all need to keep in mind is that we can get some major downloads and and I'm like I'm on a journey where man there's so many things I really want to connect with, I really want to engage with that I can see it. I mm-hmm. I I somewhat understand it, but it's like father where's it at? I'm trying to grab it. I'm not <laughs> not getting yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and there's so many of us that go ahead. That's the beauty of, of just being in the spirit because we can see it and sense it. Other people in the in the groups also see it and sense it. And so we just that that's part of I believe also living um, living by the tree of life versus the tree of knowledge, you know. Absolutely. And that that keeps that frustration down for me. And that's it keeps so it exciting. Good. So So yeah. good. Uh, let's see. Daniel says the Hebrew word for image is tselem, and uh, he's looking for the link. Um, and then Diane says something about Diane. You might have to give me a little bit more. I see two words. Are these? And I think you might have wanted to put some more in there. It didn't come through. Um, and then uh, YouTube. Let's see. Yeah. All right. More questions, more, more uh, information is, uh, again, it's fine. You know, again, we don't want to live from the, the tree of knowledge where we place that above our journey and our relationships. That's not where we're wanting to go. But also being in a mature place where we are able to hear perspectives hear ideas, hear things that people have researched and studied, and this is what Father's shown them, or maybe Father's just given them a download, or maybe someone has read something scientifically that uh, feeds right into everything we're talking about. Uh, that's what I love, is, is I have been looking at a lot of the yeah. uh, scientific evidence for a lot of the stuff that we're talking mm-hmm. about, and it's all right there. It's just putting it all together. Yeah. And it's it's fun, though, and that's that's the thing, is just enjoying the journey and being free, being free to enjoy the journey. So I just want to release everyone that you'd be free, <laughs> free to enjoy the journey. Wow. I did not realize we've been going for almost an hour. That's pretty amazing. Um, so I'll, I'll open it up for final questions or comments. Anything else you want to share? Uh, Daniel Cook, I was hoping to see a little bit more from you. Um, I think you were talking about the emanation when we were when we were referring to the image. What does it mean to be made in, made in His image? Uh, 
Maybe you can put some more to that uh, after the fact to just put it into Facebook and YouTube. That would be awesome, Daniel. Appreciate you joining us there. And let's see. Brandon says, Gil, can you clarify your position on the restoration of all things teaching? I am just learning this and see major leaders like Ian Clayton and Nancy Cohen differ on this topic. Um, I wish I'm going to put this down for next time, by the way, and, and I'm sad to say this, not not sad, sad, but uh, I'm not going to be here next week. So we won't have this portion, as I had mentioned in the notes that I can only do this when we're here in the studio and I'm, I can actually be here live. I might record something, but it's just not going to be the same. So we might not have a show next week. We'll put the word out and let you know if we're going to have a show next week. But I do encourage you to put it on your calendars and just watch. Um, I'm going to look real quick at my calendar so I can tell you. I know because we're going to be at an immersion retreat next week. And um, I just know that I'm not going to be here next week. But let's see about the following week. The following week, I should be back. I, it looks like we're planning to return that Monday. Oh, you know what, though? We're changing our plans and we're, we're going to drive instead of fly. So I might not be back. It might be two weeks before we, we get back together again. But just uh, stay tuned. By the way, if you really want to know what's happening, uh, get on our newsletter because that goes out once a week and that will keep you posted as to when we're having the meetings and when we're not. And if you want to be on that newsletter, again, go to our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com and click on the easy buttons. And under the easy button tab, there's a drop down that says newsletter and you can sign up for the newsletter there. Brandon, uh, that question is uh, a good one, a very, very good one. It actually is very dear to my heart. And I'm trying to think if I can answer it in a quick way. But I, um, I do want to say that where we stand is that we hold everything loosely and the restoration of all things has come to most of us through our encounters with the Father. I mean, it's all over in Scripture, but what's really convinced us is our own encounters with the Father and the love of the Father and understanding that it just coming to a conclusion out of experience and out of relationship with Him that He's a God of love. He's not a vengeant, uh, you know, out to get everyone that he can. You know, there's so many things in Scripture that would oppose that. I mean, he goes out and he tries to find the last one, the 99, and he goes after the last one. Um, that he, There's not one that, that gets away. And that, you know, you just have to ask yourself, is God sovereign or is he not? Is Are there two separate powers where God and, and Satan are, you know, doing this and just really battling it out all the time? Um, no, Satan is a created being. He has no power other than what he has been given through the Father. Um, so, and is God so weak that he's going to lose, you know, millions, if not billions and billions of people to the enemy because he's just not strong enough to save them? Uh, <laughs> those are just some, and again, it's all over in Scripture, the restoration of all things. But that's my standpoint. And But I will say that those of us who are in this place totally, completely love and accept those who don't. And we're willing to walk with them. We're not drawing lines and saying, if you don't believe in restoration of all things, then you can't be part of us. No, if you don't believe in restoration of all things, we are happy to have you be part of our community still. Because we believe that in this age that we've stepped into, it is so much more important to put the tree of life, which is relationship, above the tree of knowledge, which is about my knowledge is better than yours. 
I know better than you do. And therefore, if you don't believe the way I do, we're putting this above relationship and you got to go another way. We're drawing a line. You got to go another way. We're not doing that. And uh, we are just in that position of loving everyone and being understanding that um, we're going to have different points of view. And we're going to come from different places that are going to uh, cause us to think differently. And it's just understanding the beauty of who God has created us to be and that Jesus, God himself, is willing to walk with all of us. He hasn't struck everybody dead that doesn't agree with him. So he must love us so much that he's willing to walk with us, even though we may not believe exactly the way he believes. (laughs) So we're trying to do that ourselves and just understand that we're going to walk with others who don't believe exactly the way we do. And that is putting the tree of life above the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So uh, I hope that helps a little bit. Uh, We um, love you guys. And let me see, have fun and get the rest. (laughs) Oh, um, I guess I missed some stuff here, but we are going to wrap up here pretty quickly. Hebrew word for image, look in the link. Um, Yeah, so other people are asking, what is emanation, Daniel? (laughs) I I got a feeling Daniel's in a position where he's not able to stay completely focused. He might have had to run. (laughs) Um, But uh, Diane says, have fun, get the rest. I'm here, you. Um, Oh, you are there. Daniel, good to see you. Hey. um, I I snuck in. (laughs) Good, I'm glad. I was thinking you might have had to uh, pop off to deal with something. But um, do you have a a second to share with us what you were uh, sharing a little bit on Facebook? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. Well, you you were speaking about the the, specifically the Hebrew word for image. And the Hebrew word for image is salem. And it's a zadi, lamed, and a mem. So when you break it down by just those letters, of course, it's talking about the place of image. But it talks about the place of a righteous son. Really, when we look at at who we are and the fact that Yeshua dying on the cross gave us the ability by covering with us with his blood, the place of being righteous. But righteousness is not just a one-time event. It's not a one-time thing. It's a process. It's a journey. And I know that when when Yahweh first started showing me the, the living letter Zadi, I used to see it as a man on his knees in prayer. And if you look at the actual shape of the letter and, and that's a beautiful expression of it as you know, when you're, when you're looking at it like that, because it's a position, it's a, it's a place where we're, we're, we're taking that time to, just as you were talking about spending that time with Yahweh. But then one day I was in the secret place and Yahweh did something very unique and he stopped and he pulled something out of my back. And he put his hand on my back and pulled something out of my back and popped it open. And it opened up into what I call a backpack. And I asked him, I said, Yahweh, well, what is this? And he said, well, everything you are, everything you've ever hoped to be, everything that I've ever said to you, every every promise that I've ever given you, everything that you have ever needed has always been inside of you. You now have access. All you have to do is reach back and pull from that backpack. Mm. Well, two or three days later, it hit me, and I looked at Zadi from a completely different perspective. And instead of it looking like a man, in it, which, he, which it does, it still looks like a, a man or a woman kneeling in prayer. But if you flip it around, he's facing towards Kuf. Kuf is the letter that starts talking about time. He's facing yeah. towards Kuf, and he's got the backpack 
coming out of his back. And so I realized that this was a this was a way that Yahweh was not only talking about that place of intimacy, that that place of of like you say, not necessarily a romance, but of that intimate time that we have together with him, that place where we can just kind of bear all and and be open in front of him and allow the fire of his holiness to burn inside of us to the place where the junk that's there is is non-existent anymore and what's left is pure gold but we also have this place of of yeah this place of really that connection in with him with the lamed which is the second letter of zalem lamed talks about the place of learning and teaching but for me it really speaks of the heart um you know where i'm i'm living in the when the shadow when you hear that scripture about Psalm 91, where it talks about uh, he who sits, well, actually, that's the original. It says he who sits in the secret place of the Most High, not he who dwells. Because the he that, that first word there, Yeshav, literally is used every time that a, a, a king is seated on a throne. And mm-hmm. so it actually says he who sits. So there's an identification. <laughs> We're kings. We are sons. We are priests in the secret yeah. place yeah. of the Most High shall abide under the yeah. shadow but all uh that word shadow there has got a lamed in there as well and so i i see all of that wrapped together even with image because you've got two of the same letters zadi and lamed that's in but as you do in zalem just in different positions and so it's it's you see where i'm going with this it's it's really <laughs> all about that i mean and and so you know when we look at something over and over and over again we become what we behold. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Well, if I think that I am something, then what's going to come out? What's going to come out of my mouth? What's going to come Very out good. of my actions? What's going to come out of my, my attitude is all going to yeah. be that which is inside of me. Well, if my, if my, if my focus is him and only, well, yeah, only him. And, and I'll explain that in just a quick second. I know we, I know you've been going on for this this a while, and and you really hit on a subject that uh, that really is near and dear to my heart, Gil. It's it's echad and or being one. You know, Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. That one, that place of oneness in all of us, is really near and dear to my heart. And uh, but going back to the uh, to the to the fullness of this, really, it's that place of us just being like him. That's I I, I don't know how else to describe it. There was something else. There was something else I was thinking about, and I, I lost it because I got sidetracked. Well, the image, um, the word for image, yeah, is mem. The last word is mem. The last, excuse me, the last letter is mem or mem final, uh, if you will, and so mem final or mem sofit really talks about like the expanse of everything so a lot of times when you hear the the especially the yod mem at the end of a hebrew word it's usually talking about the mass of people or the mass of water so one of the ways i like to describe it is if if mem is a drop mem final is the ocean all right so if i am one then us together is mem final so I would be like wow. the drop, but all of us would be like the ocean. And Love in that, that expression, that's where I talk about the diamond of Yahweh. You know, and I mentioned, I think we've mentioned it. I mentioned it almost every yeah. time I talk, I always <laughs> mention that diamond of Yahweh. 
Yeah. But it's such a fitting analogy, especially when we're talking about oneness, you know, yes. because yes. we're all the facet on the diamond. And so and good. so you see this as the ocean. So That's yeah. so good. This is awesome. Well, Daniel, Neil. I wish I'd have been here earlier. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're always welcome, because uh, what I, I'm, I'm really looking for, you know, more people coming to the table not just I, I said it before it's like i'm not intending to be the answer man on here i want to be the uh facilitator of a conversation and allow people to bring their pieces to the table which i love you know jill brought some stuff and you know pauline and maxine all brought some questions and um martha who uh, i don't see her on here now but uh really just honest heart just coming to the table and i love that I just want people to feel safe coming to the table and sharing their thoughts and their questions. Doesn't mean any of us have to agree with any of it or all of it or any of it, you know, but that we just would be willing to hear and put that tree of life of relationship above what we think we know and that we would just be willing to hear one another and say, you know, wow, that's a very interesting concept. Uh, you know, what do you what do you do with, you know, this part of scripture when you're thinking this way? You know, that we would be willing to uh, you know, be okay with having those questions asked. And the answer may be, I don't know. It was just something that Father, I thought Father gave me and I wanted to share it. It's like, okay, that's all right. You know, maybe somebody else has some answers or some thoughts to add to it. But this this to me is what will help us get to the, the, the deepest level of truth when we can have conversations that don't shut each other down. Yeah. I, I really appreciate you, Daniel. Appreciate you coming on here. Just honor you. Thank you for coming on. And... Um, as I've mentioned, I won't be here next week, so we probably won't have this next week. But if you're watching and you want more information and you want to know when we're actually going to have the show or not, uh, get our newsletter, and that's kingdomtalksmedia.com, and just go to the Easy Button tab, and underneath that is the newsletter section. It's just a quick, easy sign-up, and uh, that way you'll know when we're having it and when we're not. And Daniel, again, you're always welcome to come come join. I would love to have your your thoughts um, on, on what we're talking about. So, all right. So a lot of other questions came in, but I do glad to. Yeah, I would love that. Love it. So, all right, I'm going to, uh, go ahead and wrap it up everyone. Uh, I know there are other questions coming in. I'm going to write some of them down because they might become topics for later, later discussions. Uh, and we do have some of these discussions on Sunday morning, so you're free to join us there as well at any time. Love to hear your thoughts and your questions there as well. All right. Love you guys. Thank you all. We will see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at kingdomtalksmedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart.
sharing us wherever hearts are open.